0: Welcome to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, the show where brilliant professionals share how to sharpen the universal skills required to flourish at work. Enjoy more career fun, wins, meaning, and money with your host, Pete Mikaitis. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us here for episode 182 with Sharon Steed. Sharon's talking empathy. So you're going to learn one. Why people aren't listening anymore, two, pro tips for being empathetic even with people you don't like, and three, three ways to tackle difficult conversations. So if you'd like to check out the show notes or the transcript or the links to items that we reference here, you can find that over at awesomeatyourjob.com/slash ep one eight two. And while you're at awesomeatyourjob.com, I encourage you to check out some of our handy resources. One I'd point you to now is the 10 days to winning at work free email course. This is a compilation of some of the most actionable and brief excerpts from my enhanced thinking and collaboration training programs that have been proven to slash about 86 minutes on average of waste out of each professional's work week. So I took those best tidbits, put them in bite sized emails for you to get one a day over 10 days so you can have more time, get home earlier or do some more cool work that you never seem to get a chance to do with the 10 Days to Winning at Work email course. Now, here's Sharon's story. Sharon is an international keynote speaker and consultant focusing on improving communication through empathy. A lifelong stutterer, Sharon uses her speech impediment to teach what empathy is and how to use it as a foundation for positive and effective communication. She's spoken about this at conferences both nationally and internationally at companies and various events spanning multiple industries. Here's Sharon. Sharon, thanks so much for joining us here on the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast.
1: Hi, Pete. How's it going?
0: Oh, it's going great. And I'm glad to have you here.
1: I am uh, super excited to be here.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, so I read about your background and such, and you have a kind of an interesting backstory where you mentioned that stuttering played a real part in your life and gave rise to much of your great work and content on empathy. Can you tell us that story?
1: Of course. Yeah. So um, I have a stuttered ever since I was around um, three years old. And um, people who stutter, like we kind of do these things that are trying to like avoid scuttering. Oh. Right. And so, um, a thing that I did was that I just stopped talking to people. I was around 24, 25 ish. And so basically, um, I would just avoid situations where I would have to, uh, say my name or talk about like my job and, eventually I came to a point where, you know, like I was depressed, right? Like I wasn't communicating in, in the way that I wanted to communicate. And so I decided to face this fear. And so the way that I did that was by pursuing public speaking and so um yeah the uh the first um speech I gave it was actually in Chicago yeah I gave an ignite talk at I want to say it was at 1871 oh yeah yeah and so uh, those talks are five minutes and 20 slides and uh, the slides They change every like 15 seconds. Yeah. And so I figured, like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, you know, like hardcore do it. Right. Yeah. So so, um, the talk went well. And um, there was actually a person there who um, ran a uh, tech conference. And he invited me to speak at it, and so that's kind of how uh, the whole thing began. Was that one day?
0: Oh, that's so awesome! So you summoned Thank some you. boldness, some determination, and you went big. Yeah. and that's so cool. And a whole lot of fear. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos to you, and so and here we are talking on a podcast. So here right on. Are. Thank you. Well, I bumped into you from your Linda course about communicating with empathy.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: And I thought that was just such an important topic. And so maybe you could kick us off with a bit of the why, you know, why is it important to communicate with empathy at work?
1: Well, okay. So the paradigm of pretty much all of my talks is that the cornerstone of communication, the, the cornerstone of connection, that creates empathy, right? And so if we don't have uh, that empathy, then we aren't tr- truly connecting mm-hmm. with the people that we're trying to communicate with.
0: All right. So that's kind of foundational just to have some connection in the communication. So then what are maybe some of the top principles to pulling that off to being empathetic and forming those connections?
1: Well, okay. So uh, the first thing I say to people is that we're very bad listeners, um, especially in 2017, where there are Tons of things going on, right? Like we get news on our phones. We are constantly uh, connected to people. However, we aren't connecting with people because we aren't really consuming things that people are communicating to us because there's so many other things that we want to kind of, you know, connect with and, uh, and learn about. So, so when we are talking to people, we aren't really, um, paying attention Mm -hmm. to them in the ways that we should be right. Like we hear kind of, like their, their big message. we don't like hear the uh, tinier nuances of the conversation, you know,
0: that we're having. All right. Well, so I hear you there. And so could you maybe lay out a little bit of the how then, you know, how can we sort of marshal our attention and pick up better on those nuances with some better listening?
1: so uh, the first thing I say to do is to really like look at people as you're talking to them and as they're talking to you. Like we have a tendency to kind of, you know, look at our phones and see what's going on, you know, like outside or like what uh, the other person is doing and saying like on the... Other side of the room, and so we aren't really giving our partner in conversation like that that attention, right? right. So uh, the first thing that you do is really just pay attention to them, look at them as they're talking, and then um, when they've completed finishing their point, uh, take a moment. Compose yourself and then, you know, kind of summarize what they said to you. Like, I feel like we process information so quickly because we are accustomed to receiving information so quickly. Mm-hmm. The problem is that when we're talking to people, people we are um, we're really just kind of we're rushing through the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so we're processing what they're saying uh, without really paying attention to it. And so if you summarize what they said to them, then you guys are both on the same page. So the first two things are to pay attention and then when you do speak, uh, start with what they said first and then talk about what you think.
0: Oh, I like that. When you summarize what they said, and you know, this reminds me of once I was chatting with a master salesperson. It was actually a joy to interact with him. We're naming names. He's Corey McQuaid of the Northwestern Mutual Financial Group. You know, so oh, insurance fancy. stuff, right? So <laughs> in some ways you think, I oh, don't no really wants to talk about insurance, <laughs> but yeah. sure, sure enough, I remember we had one meeting where he just kind of listened to me and my needs and what was going on. And then we had a subsequent meeting in which he, maybe for like five or 10 minutes or more, he says, you know, Pete, what I heard you say was, you know, all these things that I said. And what was fascinating for me was I know I told him those things. And yet when he summarized and shared them back to me on a different day, it had such an effect on me internally. (laughs) I was like, this man knows my very soul. (laughs) Like he had some sort of supernatural gift or something. It was like, Pete, you told him all those things. And yet, I guess it just speaks to how rare that is that we oh, really sure. feel heard fully. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And then um, there's also a, a psychological component there, and that, like, we as people, like, we love when people uh, say things that we have said in a complimentary light. And. We also um, really love the the sound of our name, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that when he was uh, paying the things that he said to you, um, he was also like saying your name um, a couple of times every, you know, like maybe two or three minutes. Absolutely, like we just love that about. You know, I mean, like, we just want to be reaffirmed. And that's the easiest way to do it is to have people that you respect, like, say, hey, I really love this thing that you said, Pete. I want to talk about it more, Pete. You know, (laughs) it's really easy to do.
0: Yes, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) It nice. is easy to do. And I don't know, I don't, maybe part of us, sometimes I feel a little bit of a hesitation, I think, when it comes mm-hmm. to saying people's names. I don't even know what that's from. It's a little bit like, maybe it's like too much or too personal, or I'm worried I didn't actually remember their name properly <laughs> to begin with if I just met them. Yeah. It's so, so Fair. Was, <laughs> like you're saying, just go for it. People love it. It's all good. Oh yeah, for sure. Very good. Very good. And so I also like it. I'm thinking about when people even use words and phrases that I use is like, mm-hmm. so you're just really looking for ways to cut down the bull crap. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And so, <laughs> Or if it's like an odd turn of a phrase, because I guess I'm known for some of those. I feel oh, okay. affirmed <laughs> Nice when they go there with me. It's like they're sharing my world. We're in the same arena. Right. And that's cool. So Well, now tell me, you know, how can we do some more of that good listening, summarizing, looking at people, being empathetic, you know, when you're just not feeling it, you know, you're tired, you're stressed, maybe you genuinely don't care, even though you wish you cared and you wish you were less Mm self-absorbed or you just don't even really enjoy your interactions with that person. And you kind of wish it would pass more quickly. So we're talking about the darker side, I guess, of our human natures, but Oh, of course. <laughs> what are your pro tips for, you know, when you find yourself in the yucker of that spot to bring forth the empathy?
1: Okay. So here's the thing about empathy, right? Like, it's very easy to be extremely empathetic towards those that you have a like positive relationship with. Yeah. It's extremely difficult to to have that empathy when you don't care about this person when you feel like this person like isn't on your team the thing about it though is that you are being a a greater empath with the person that you don't like when you are being empathetic towards them so you really just have to kind of do the work. You have to put yourself in the place of like, okay, like I have to get this thing done. And even though I don't care for you as a person, like you are still a person and you have the same sort of feelings and emotions that I do. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, like you are here to get the same thing done that I'm trying to get done. And so you basically just have to put your feelings aside and you have to view this situation, like 1000% from the other person's point of view. And it's, not a lot of fun, especially when you're just like, God, I can't stand this person. I don't want to work with Mike anymore. Mike is rude. He's condescending. I don't want to deal with him. However, if you approach this situation from a negative place, then you aren't going to get anything done and you're only going to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. So basically you just have to do the work. And I know that nobody wants to hear that, but that's just life. You just got to do the work,
0: <laughs> Okay. even now. Taken. A person is a person. Well, this reminds me of, oh man, this old school program or CD we had for kids. And it was called, Don't Dress Your Cat in an Apron. And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it ends by saying, a person's a person that way. And so right on, you know, good message for children, good message for grownups, dead on, thank you. So well, now I'm wondering when it comes to, you know, engaging in that conversation, mm-hmm. do you have any favorite words, phrases, scripts that go a long way, either in terms of your acknowledging feelings or your summarizing, what are some of your go-to favorite phrases?
1: So anything that conveys um, that you are either, trying to um to understand their point or to uh truly understand their feelings like those things are going to get you pretty far like just just conveying that you um that you really paid attention and that you are trying to you know truly understand like those two things are going to be uh the phrasing f- f- that's going to help you most and so you just want to use uh the words that they used all right yeah so the answer is is that that's just going to change from situation to situation like you have to kind of assess like who this person is and um, and what they can and can't kind of comprehend and then co from there,
0: if that makes sense. I hear you. So the best words are their words.
1: Their words, right.
0: That's easy and solid. Their words. Cool. And so then I'd love to get your take when it comes to this empathy piece, when it comes to difficult conversations. It's like you're going to share some bad news or some stuff that is hard to say. What are your pro tips on going there with the empathy perspective?
1: So- the first thing that I like to say to people is to always keep in mind your m- m- message that you want to convey overall. So if the person that you're uh, talking to is like falling behind and uh, they've made some m- m- mistakes on some projects at work, then... The um, broader issue here is that you you want this person to improve and you want to be of assistance in that improvement. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking to them, you know, the goal isn't to like break them down and say, hey, you aren't doing A, B, C, and X, Y, and Z. It's, I see that you're having problems. How can we help you, right? Gotcha. So uh, that's the first thing is to think about the broader message. Uh, the second thing is to just n- n- not have a script. It comes off as very um, impersonal mm-hmm. and practiced, and to, you know, this person who was kind of receiving this bad news, like that can be very cold and distancing. And so they're going to feel like one, inferior and two, like really inadequate. So just, you know, just have like a, um, a couple of points that you want to kind of talk through. And yeah, yeah. So uh, that's number two. And then the third thing um, that I like to say is to not... um, So, well, this is kind of like a positioning thing, like a body language thing, is to not like have a physical carrier between like you and the person, right? So don't sit behind a desk, like don't have them stand up and you sit down. You should uh, communicate to each other on the same plane because that shows that you, you know, are on, on their team. So those are the three, you know, like big things that you can do when you are, you know, approaching difficult conversations.
0: Oh, thank you. And how about some perspectives when it comes to just offering encouragement that makes an impact that genuinely builds up? Any thoughts on doing that well?
1: Well, I mean, that's going to vary from person to person. Like some people, um, they only need like a, hey, uh, good job. And, uh, and that's going to be it. You know, there's other people out there that are going to need um, a little bit more attention, um, some more acknowledgement in, in order to feel like you are, you know, just paying attention to to the work that that they're doing. Um, so that is going to vary depending on who, you know, the person is and what they need from you, like as their boss or as their coworker or as uh,
0: your partner. Thank you. Well, tell me anything else you want to make sure that we mention before we hear about some of your favorite things.
1: I guess the only thing that I can think of is to just uh, ch- check out my course on l- 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 linda.com.
0: Yeah. Well, so now can you share with us a favorite quote, something you find inspiring?
1: The one that I'm kind of uh, very into now is uh, live live and let live. I feel like we as a society, like we are fairly uh, judgmental people. And so like we see people doing things and from our perspective, it's like, oh gosh, like I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And And I feel like the way to, you know, like being a better empath is to, you know, be more accepting of what, you know, your friends are doing, your family is doing. And so you have to just kind of feel like, okay, cool, like this is your choice. So live live, live, and let live.
0: All right. Thank you.
1: And how about a favorite book? Hmm. Anything by, um, Renee Brown. Yeah. She's, um, yeah. So, uh, the one I'm, um, pretty interested in now is called, uh, Daring Greatly. And she talks a lot about, um, vulnerability as an asset to, Mm -hmm you know, like evolution and change and improvement. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. She's great. Absolutely. And how about, is there a particular nugget or piece that you've shared in your keynotes or your work with folks that seems to really resonate, getting them, you know, nodding their heads and taking notes and connecting with them?
1: Oh, that's a good question. A lot of people really leave, um, inspired, um, I feel like, um, the talks I give are like 50% like business based and then 50% like inspiring people have commented on, you know, like personal challenges, right? Like we, people like we, you know, see our personal challenges as carriers to success. And so... People have come up to me and said, hey, like the fact that you have taken this personal challenge and turned it into, you know, an asset is very um, inspiring. And so that's the thing I probably get the most. And it's actually really weird because that's a really like hard compliment to take For me, it's like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, this is miserable for me when I'm up here and I can't say something. Like, it's really hard. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. And I'm glad that people can find value in kind of both, you know, the business aspect of the the talk and the, you know, like, personal aspect of it. So it's not about me. That's
0: great. Yeah. Well, and do you have a final challenge or call to action you'd issue to folks seeking to be awesome at their jobs?
1: The main thing I think, and like the uh, theme of everything is to just really give people a chance. Like we don't know like what is going on in this person's life that is giving them, you know, this, this bad perspective, you know, or them being difficult, like the perspective that, you know, we have is our own and it's an opinion. And so if we give people a chance, if we really like try to be better empaths, then, then we can maybe, you know, find out things about people, uh, that we wouldn't, you know, talk to normally, or we could connect with people in, in a more, um, authentic way. So just give people a chance.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Sharon, this has been so fun. Thank you for taking the time and sharing the good stuff. I wish you lots of luck with your keynotes and your work and all you're up to.
1: Thank you so much, Pete. This has been a lot of fun.
0: I really dug what Sharon said about saying people's names and doing it frequently because folks tend to dig it. They love it. I guess you can overdo it, but I think just about all of us are underdoing it in my experience of hearing my name said as well as my experience of saying other names. This makes me think of my favorite TV show ever. It's Breaking Bad. Say my name. you Heisenberg. That's right. You know, that little exchange, which is pretty intense. But a good reminder to say my name. People dig it. They'll want to hear that. So again, if you want to check out the show notes, the transcript, the links to items that we reference here, it's over at awesomeatyourjob.com slash ep182. And I hope if you haven't already, you'll push subscribe so you can hear from folks like our very next guest. It is Dr. Paul White. He's talking about appreciation at work, how and why it's important and how to do it well. Hope to catch you then. Peace.